This is Rashawn Slater, first round draft pick for the LA Chargers, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Bolt up. G'day, Bolt fam, and welcome back to another edition of the Charged Up Bolts podcast. I'm your host, John Wells Jr. Joined today over the over the water in Dripping Springs, Texas, wearing an Arsenal cap. My eyes are hurting. It's John Ayers. How's it going, buddy? Hey, I thought this we were talking football. No, no, Premier League. <laughs> I thought we are talking about the best team in Premier League, top of the table after Boxing Day, baby. Woo! All right. Yeah. Maybe Arsenal, the wrong on. Arsenal started the, uh, the uh, um, second half of the season strong, but we're here to talk about football. We're here to talk about the Los Angeles Chargers making the playoffs for the first time under the Justin, era, uh, Justin Herbert era and the first time since 2018. John, we thought a few, se- uh, a few weeks ago our season was dead and buried. Uh, we went into Indianapolis. It wasn't great, but a win is a win. 20 points to three. How are you feeling? Um, well, I'm obviously excited. Uh, one thing that, uh, you know, I always worry about is, you know, what, you know, when I come out here and I get all negative about what happened, I let a game like a crucial one against the Raiders affect me. But uh, honestly, who was, who was to know that they were going to rattle off two straight wins against what at the time looked like playoff teams. Uh, and everybody else around them was going to lose consecutive weeks. Right. Like the playoff hopes were pretty bleak after the loss of the Raiders. And then all of a sudden, everything broke the Chargers way. So, you know, uh, you know, I'm over the moon, obviously. I'm really excited, uh, you know, celebrating with some uh, some some of my premium ginger beer and some good old fashioned bacon wrap dates. I mean, this is gourmet stuff right here. But, um, uh, you know, it's it, it's been a crazy ride. And you know what? I am. I'm a split personality, much like my hat. I've got a split personality. Okay. Part of me is excited. We're in the playoffs. This team is Justin Herbert gets to be in the playoffs. We get to silence all those people who say, Oh, he's good, but he's never, he's not a winner. He he doesn't make it to the playoffs. Well, he's a winner. All right. He's a winner. They're going to have a winning season and they're going to make the playoffs. So, you know, they can put that kind of dumb argument. If it even was one to bed, the other half of me though, the other half is a little little nervous, a little negative because yet again, the even though the score was 20 to 3 and even though we actually got a win where we didn't have to sit there and hold our breath the whole game it felt like we were going to win that game pretty much halfway through the game it was kind of all right we knew we were going to win uh which is nice it's been a change of pace but the reason is not because of the offense the reason was because of the defense the defense showed out and i am nervous again because the offense continues to struggle now i will say this i was a little bit more harsh last night than i probably should have been um but the offense the the I'll say this, even though there was an ugly, ugly loss last week uh, for the um, uh, for the Colts, right? That, that big 30-point lead, blown lead to the Vikings, right? Makes you yeah. think this defense is awful. The, off, the defense for the Colts is actually pretty stout, okay? And I know they're missing a few key guys, but at, at the end of the day, their, their defense is actually pretty good. Um, you know, they're, they're in the top 12 of defenses or whatever right now, and I think I think currently, like overall in the season, they are rated higher than the Chargers. If I if I, I have to double check the current DVO rankings, but I believe they're actually DVOA wise a, a higher ranked defense than the Chargers. Um, last time I checked, at least. So I think they were like ten or eleven, uh, and uh, so this this is actually a pretty good defense that they were able to put twenty points on. But what concerns me is not the twenty points. It concerns me is that again, no touchdowns in the third quarter. 
again, this team scores one touchdown and kicks a bunch of field goals. Well, I'm sorry, but we've seen time and time again, if you kick field goals instead of go for touchdowns against the Chiefs, against the Bills, and probably even against the Bengals, the way their offense is really humming, right? It, 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 uh, and I'm, to be perfectly honest, against the Jaguars, right? The Jaguars put a drubbing on the Chargers early this season, and the Jaguars just faced in bad weather a tough Jets defense and looked really, really good. So if the Chargers are going to keep up with any of those four teams who may be the top four teams in the AFC right now, assuming Baltimore doesn't have Lamar, um, you know, if they're going to keep up with them, they can't settle for field goals. And yet again, they are settling for field goals, and that is worrisome. But ultimately, concerns aside, we have two weeks to kind of – complain about that right now let's just be happy let's be positive we are in the playoffs i cannot i cannot tell you how happy and excited i am doing the playoffs i've already started researching and as much as i hate cold weather um you know i'm willing to I, you know i would love to see a cincinnati game um although price wise it'd be cheaper for me to fly into tennessee into nashville and you know who doesn't want to go to nashville right so we'll love to <laughs> figure out a way for the titans to play the for the Chargers to play in nashville but we'll see um you know i am prepping and excited and even if i don't have high hopes for an actual super bowl run for this team uh like i might have earlier in the season i do have high hopes that they can you know at least put up a competitive game in round one what about you well, so first of all super excited to see justin herbert in the playoffs We've said all, you know, from the start, this is the minimum requirement for Coach Staley and this roster because there's been a lot of work went into the off-season to get the pieces required, and it hasn't gone to plan. Um, we've had plenty of uh, lows. Um, for the most part, it's, it's been pretty ugly. You know, we, we've had a, a lack of a running game. Uh, we've had some key players being out for the most part, JC Jackson, Joey Bosa, you know, we, we miss Mike Dub and Keenan Allen. Um, Justin Herbert got hurt. We've had issues with uh, Corey Lindsley going out left tackle. We've had issues at right tackle. Matt Filer hasn't been playing well at left guard. But it all boils down to the fact that we're in the playoffs. It's an old cliche, but the last three games and the, every game going forward now is ultimately a playoff game because... We've still got two regular games uh, left, the Rams and Denver. I would like to see us field on our best team, not be conservative. There, there tends to be, John, you, you probably um, shoot me down if, 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 if you disagree, but I, I, I tend to find when, when teams hook key players and they upset the rhythm, there tends to be some sort of uh, uh, downturn in, in momentum. You know, Herbert is clearly, um, despite the fact he had a fumble, two interceptions uh, last night, it wasn't his best game. He hasn't scored a, um, a, a passing touchdown for what seems an age. But people have still got confidence in his ability. You know, defence, as you said, is, is making plays. You're right, Indianapolis, despite being the 32nd ranked team in DVOA, are the 10th ranked team in, in DVOA defence. Um, it's just what it's just about game management now, and, and whether or not Coach Staley has got the confidence to keep the studs on the field, or whether or not he starts hooking players, it's a double edged sword for me. Um, but let's before we, we look ahead and get ahead of ourselves, let, let's look at yesterday's game. Um, Justin Herbert didn't have the best game. I think the first interception that pinged off uh, Keenan Hallen 
was uh, a little unfortunate for the Chargers. Uh, Bolts gave up four sacks, um, which is not great to see Herbert uh, on, on multiple uh, uh, dropbacks. Again, feeling a lot of heat. Well, if, honestly, four sacks is probably the best case scenario. He was under pressure. Yeah, thirty-seven and a half. Thirty-seven and a half percent of his of his dropbacks, he was under pressure. Like, come on, how that is not a sustainable way to play nope. quarterback in the NFL. Jamari Solia gave up five pressures. You know that that's not great. You know Matt Fielder didn't have a uh, have a great game. I think yeah. Corey Lindsley was was the was the stud on the on the offensive line. We've got a lot of work to do there. Durbin James, awesome interception. Then he gets ejected, and now he's in concussion protocol. Giveth and taketh away. It just seems to be the trend at the minute with the LA Chargers. We've got so much going right for us, and then on the other hand, we get something snatched away. My first thought was when Durbin got uh, when Durbin got ejected. Well, at least he's going to get some rest time, and he's not going to get injured now. For, for the stretch down the field. And here we are, he's in concussion protocol. So there's me talking about game management. I don't envisage Derwin playing again now until the playoffs. I think it would be, well, he's clearly not going to make the Rams game and it might be a bit too early for, for the final game against Denver. I, I would just rest him. But, you, you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't great. I think at times the, the offense looked last, lackluster, John. Um you and Dan nailed it last week when you said we'd only score three points in the third quarter. Bez and I said 14 and uh sorry, 17 and 14 respectively. We got we got way ahead of ourselves. There's still issues uh, in the third quarter, and teams are gonna know that they're gonna be working on that uh in their scouting reports, and it's something we've got to fix. We haven't got long to address it. Um, I think some positives to the game, John. I think I think Mike Dub hustled. I think he played hard football. Um, Keenan Allen as well. I think he was unfortunate that that uh, touchdown got pulled back because obviously he went out of bounds. It must have been by a, a, a millimeter. Plenty of positives, but I think when you look at the game overall, that there was a lot of uh, there's a lot of anxiety there with you know um, not not putting not converting uh, opportunities. You, you know, forcing it on on uh, third and shorts and, and a, a fourth and one. So you would expect us to beat the Colts, but we had to work hard for it. But I suppose that's a positive because we came through the toughness. Well, I think um, a couple of key takeaways from that. Um, one, I've seen the replay a bunch of times. I've seen the magnified view. I don't think he was out of bounds. I think Keenan Allen... Scored a touchdown there, but again, that's it. Didn't that's look nitpicky. out of bounds to me. It didn't look out of bounds to me. Yeah, that's a little nitpicky. The Derwin James thing, I think that was frustration from him boiling over. There was uh, someone on Twitter, I forget who it was, pointed out, and I went back and watched it and saw it. There was a, a pretty nasty crackback block put on Derwin a couple of plays earlier by I think Michael Pittman, um, yeah. and I think maybe his frustration was kind of boiling over and if you look at the replay and the nfl looked at this by the way today and agreed that he wasn't trying to hurt him he wasn't trying right. to take him out he he went in yeah his head was down which again is a penalty so i agree there should have been a penalty called um but his head was down but he went right into the shoulder and he glanced off the shoulder and into the guy's head so i actually don't think he was head hunting there i think he was just looking to blow him up and unfortunately his momentum and then the way the receiver was angled caused his helmet to kind of go up and hit him so um you know should have been a 15 yarder yes should he have been ejected probably not 
I mean, at the end of the day, he did come in with a lot of force and he did hit him in the helmet. So I guess I can see where an ejection, especially in real time, would make some sense. Um, is he going to be suspended? No. And I think that's the right call. So he he'll probably get, get a fine, though. He'll get a fine yeah. because he made contact with another player who then went out because of concussion. So obviously he'll be fined, but I think that it is what it is. I think it's him playing aggressive. And what I think my takeaway from that is, though, defense still allowed zero points after that with him going out right so yeah like at the end of the day the defense played well without him that's absolutely why there's no way he plays against the rams even if he gets cleared to the concussion protocol i mean i would have a big gripe with staley if he let derwin james onto that field against the rams right and i get i'm not saying that we need to rest all our players because i don't agree with that i don't agree we should we should rest a bunch of players i think everybody who's healthy and can go and does not have a nagging injury needs to play against the rams because i think they need to try to beat them and i think that you know positioning does matter right um you know theoretically long shot but if they end up you know the number five seed there is still a possibility that if some upsets happen they could host a game Right, they could theoretically host the AFC Championship game if another wild card advances as well. Now, probably very unlikely, but you know, Ravens are going to likely be a wild card team, or the Bengals. And if the Ravens get Lamar back for the playoffs and they start to really surge, there is a real possibility. Or if they manage to beat the Bengals and win the division, right, there's a chance that either the Bengals or the Ravens could end up, you know, finishing out as a. Uh, um, uh, finishing out their side of the bracket so you know theoretically there is a there is a possibility that uh, they could host a game so I think it, it should be their goal to be the number five seed in my opinion uh, they've got a lot of momentum going and I think they should try to carry that winning momentum into the end of the season you know I think that is I think that is something to look forward to however caution 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 additionally I don't think that there's a need to really sit a bunch of guys because ultimately what we've really lacked all season long is continuity, right? We've been yeah. playing musical chairs at the defensive line. We've been playing musical chairs at receiver. Uh, we've been playing some musical chairs at offensive line, right? Like, I just, I, I don't think it's a good idea to try to rest all these guys and sit them uh, when they're still trying to rebuild that continuity, right? Because they've had a lot of time out. So now do they need to play every snap of every game? Probably not. Could they be sat down early if they do take a, a fairly sizable lead against the Rams? Probably, you know, but that doesn't mean, you know, completely sit them. You know, I think, you know, momentum going into the playoffs, uh, uh, having like a nice winning streak, as well as, um, you know, build, rebuilding that continuity with everybody on the field. I think that's really important. So um, while I don't think they we see Derwin against the Rams, it's just you got you to gotta hold them out. Right, you can't risk him having a second concussion two weeks in a row and potentially yeah. risk, risk losing him for the playoffs. I think you got to sit him at least for the Rams game if he wants to come in and play versus Denver. That is that may be possible depending on how quickly he gets through the protocol. But um, I would absolutely not let him play against uh, the Rams. Um, so I also think that since we have two games that we don't have to win because we're already in, uh, I think it'd be a good time for them to try out a new returner because. DeAndre Carter has gotten worse and worse at returning uh, kicks, whether they're punts or kickoffs. I feel like he's become a liability back there in this unit, and I feel like they need to figure out somebody else who's a little bit more reliable in the playoffs, okay? Because I just don't think Carter is the guy. Um, 
I don't think he's making great decisions, and I think he's making gaffes that could potentially cost this team. They were lucky by a technicality that they were able to not lose that punt because that could have changed the whole complexion of the game. Giving them a super short field like that, they could have potentially, um, you know, moved it up. So, you know, it's hard to say. Um, uh, you know, it's hard to say what exactly, um, you know, would have happened had they not gotten that. But it, it, it's safe to say we can't do that against better teams. We can't do that. We can't give short fields to the Bills and Josh Allen or or Mahomes, the Chiefs, uh, or the Bengals. Right? You can't give them short fields because they will kill you. Um, so. Just some things yeah, that you can work on moving in. Agreed. I mean, uh, go, going on to the momentum, I think I think it's I think it's vital. I, I agree on Derwin. He, he shouldn't feature, but I think it's vital. We we see more from Mike Dubbin and Keenan um, against the Rams. I'm going to single those two dudes out. You know, Mike uh, averaged he had four receptions, averaging 19 yards reception. Keenan 11 reception for 104 yards. Neither had a um, uh, a touchdown. Um, but they were there. They were they were making uh, plays. They're extending uh, drives, and I, I think Mike Williams played really hard. Um, you, you know, there's a, there's a few, uh, at least two of his uh, receptions when he had to hustle to get that first down. Um, so so that was good to see. And I, and I don't think they've played enough game time uh, to rest. I think we keep them running hot. Um, but I want to I want to talk about a couple of guys on on defense. I think. Uh, deserve a bit of credit. Um, Asante Samuel for, for his interception. He looks like uh, he, he was well up for well up for the um, game and, and, and a pass uh, deflected. And of course, Michael Davis that interception returned for thirty yards. I think he showed great awareness there to keep the ball alive and keep moving down the field. Eventually, um, uh, the Colts uh, managed to stop him, but that was good to see. And then Morgan Fox came up with, with a juice. I mean, it, it's good that we, you know, generated seven sacks. It gives, I think it gives the defense a bit of a, uh, an injection of confidence, John, going, going to the, down the stretch. Because like you said, when, when you know, if we get put, if we, if we get to playoffs and we get put in short field positions, we're going to be in, under an, an awful lot of pressure. And I'd rather our defense go into the postseason having some interceptions and sacks under their belt, you know, giving themselves a bit of belief because it's okay the coaching staff and the head coach telling the players what they can do. But if the player's not doing it, it starts affecting your game. But here we are now with three interceptions, seven sacks, you know, um, it's got to give the guys a bit of a boost, especially those fringe players, Chris Rumpf, Kenneth Murray probably had his, his, his a breakout game. We want to see more of that, certainly against uh, the LA Rams and, and Denver, because it sets us up nicely then for the postseason. It's going to be a lot more difficult. The, the, the two remaining games will come onto the Rams after the short commercial break, but <clears throat> the two two remaining games should be relatively straightforward. But I think we've already alluded to this. Brandon Staley's got a lot of work to do now with his game management, and I think. If I was him, I'd be sat with the players. I'd be getting a little bit of buy-in from the players saying, what do you think? I think this is this is the time now not to be authoritarian because you are going to get players potentially that are hiding uh, niggles so late on in the season. Um, but it, it's now what we do. I would do not want to see us going into the next two games with a weakened 
midfield and, and coming away with the two defeats because it's going to feel, although we've made the playoffs, it's it's going to feel like a bit of negative energy going into the uh, postseason. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I agree. I just, um, you know, I don't have a, necessarily a problem resting players. I just, I, like I said, I, I worry just about continuity, which we, you know, we're struggling to find already as it is because yeah. they've been out so much. But I, I think they got to play most of the players. Now, obviously, they don't have to play anybody, which is ideal, right? So, you know, maybe, you know, maybe if there is a little bit of an issue or a question mark on someone where they might have defaulted said, hey, he, he'd play through it in a normal condition, maybe you let him rest it. Maybe you don't play him or, you know, maybe maybe you, you change up some of the snaps or whatever for him. Uh, so I, I think, you know, I'm okay with modifying playing time and modifying how much they're actually out there, but I really don't want to see a full-on resting situation. Um, you know, I, I know you're risking injury, but it just – it just feels like you gotta you gotta try to get this team gelled and and ready to go because especially on the offensive side of the ball, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, there's just so many question marks that I still see out there, particularly stuff like red zone offense and settling for field goals and being able to flip the field and, and stuff like that. I just, you know, this these back breaking three and outs that consistently um, put extra pressure on the defense. I think just they need to figure out a way around those. They need to figure out a way to, you know, keep the ball moving. They got to figure out a way to get more explosive plays uh, on a regular basis because they can't rely on these dink and dunk, you know, 15, 20 play drives. Like I know it's great to watch them go five minutes and do 15 plays and score a touchdown with Eckler uh, on the goal line. And that's great. You know, if every drive could be that great, but the fact is it is very hard in the NFL to go 15 plays and score a touchdown. Okay, it is very hard to do that. It is not easy. That's why modern NFL offenses are predicated on, you know, take what you can get, but take your shots, right? And unfortunately, Lombardi has not got the memo of what the 21st or 22nd century looks like. He's still playing back in like the 60s where it's like, oh, we could just play dink and dunk and and, and we'll figure we'll eventually score, right? Well, it hasn't been happening. They've been dinking and dunking. Teams know exactly what's happening. They're sitting on the on those stick routes now, and they're sitting on those short uh, those short throws to uh, to running backs, and they're snuffing out offensive drives. They're snuffing out um, touchdown opportunities. So they just can't rely on blown coverages uh, and you know some sort of you know blown play where they get a, a guy wide open and can score and make a big play. Cannot rely on that. Cannot rely on Herbert to have to put on the Superman cape and make some amazing throw every yeah. week to bail him out. Cannot, cannot rep- uh, rely on that all the time because good offenses out there, the top offenses in this league, are going to chew up and spit out this Chargers uh, team for breakfast if they try yeah. to do that. So yeah, I mean, whatever. The other thing as well, you know, Lombardi is again, he's is getting a lot of stick in the media for offensive play calling. Um, injuries aside, we're still giving up an average of four sacks over the last five games. That's that has to change. Um, that that's not good enough. Our, our red zone efficiency is not great. Um, and it, like you said, John, the, these little short uh passes, the, the dunking, the dinking, it we, we'll get found out. We we had a bit of a trick play uh last night, uh, it nearly came off with, with the Keenan Allen touchdown that was called back for out of bounds, but. We're still looking. We're looking predictable at the moment, and we need to move away from that because we're gonna we're gonna face some tough teams 
that have earned their right to be in the playoffs, just like we have. And something has to change. Um, and I don't really, I don't expect Lombardi to do anything differently to, to what we've already seen, which is a shame. Um, who knows what could happen because we've, we've already written the charges off once this season. Uh, you know, we're entitled to our opinion, especially you, John, you're, you're, you're a pain season to get hold of. But I just wonder what's coming around the corner. If you think back to 2018, when nobody gave us a chance in Baltimore and we went out there and we absolutely nailed Baltimore to the wall and destroyed them. It, it was it was a very one-sided game, only to walk into the trap of uh, Tom Brady's uh, Patriots and, and get nailed to the wall ourselves. Uh, it, it's it's just it's crazy, and you know, although people could argue that the regular season's finished, I don't, I think there's still I think there's still 120 minutes to figure things out. Certainly, with the, like you said, with the, the kick returning, and certainly with with the uh, offensive play calling, let's see a bit of aggression in, in the red zone. I think we're going to go to a short break now. When we're going to come back, we're going to talk about the Battle of LA. Um, I think the press. The media are going to have a field day over this one. Um, there's going to be a lot of uh, juice, a lot of uh, energy, but we'll talk about that shortly. John, any final points on the Colts game before we move on? Um, you know, it, it was a good win. The defense played lights out. The offense was okay. Um, you know, I think it, it is what it is. Uh, it's a great win, and you know we're in the playoffs, and you know you just you gotta be you gotta be excited for that, right? Like, oh yeah, Dan, I'm I'm so grateful to see Justin Herbert in the playoffs. I, I think if you sat down every football fan in the league and they were being honest with themselves, they would say the same thing that the likes of Justin Herbert, you know, deserve to be in the postseason. We've earned the right to be there, but now we need to be contenders and not just a passenger on that journey. We'll be back shortly when we'll talk the Battle of Los Angeles. Hey, Bolt fam. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. It's my go-to when betting on the NFL this season. You get same gay parlays, easy and fast payouts, player prop options. What more do you want? Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can end up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, points totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code TPPN. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win the game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Hey, folks, welcome back to the Charge Up Bolts uh, podcast. I'm your host, John Walsh Jr., joined today by John Ayres over in Texas. We're celebrating the fact that we've made the, the postseason. Uh, Justin Herbert's going to play playoff football in his third year as a pro, which is great news. Next up for the Chargers 
is the LA Rams. The Rams coming off a huge win against the Broncos, 51-14. They've had a pretty tough time of it, John, uh, this season, despite winning the Super Bowl last year. The uh, 5-10 Rams have been a mirror of, of uh, last season's performance. From the 49ers through to the Seahawks uh, a couple of weeks ago, they had a six-game uh, losing streak. Some of those games were very close. But um, they woke up against Denver, not a great football team themselves, and um, dropped to uh, dropped to 51 uh, on, on the Broncos. Uh, they're now looking for a new head coach. Um, so, on to Rams, John. What's your uh, what's your takeaways from this? What's your things you're looking forward to seeing? Is this going to be an exhibition game? Is it going to be a case of playing for pride in, in uh, Los Angeles? Um, I'm really interested to see this, see how this game plays out. Um, I, I know this whole battle for LA thing, discussion, whatever, but at the end of the day, your in-game record, your head-to-head record against each other doesn't mean anything for the battle for Los Angeles. As someone who's grown up, uh, in Southern California uh, and watched and, and rooted for many teams who are either in the LA area or the Orange County area, which kind of shares the market a little bit. Um, as, as, t- as someone who's seen the teams in this area in Southern California, the one thing resounds no matter what. It's all about winning championships. All right. Your in-season record is cute, right? If you play your, you know, you play in season and uh, against uh, another team from Southern California, that's cute. What, what matters though is championships. That's the only thing that gets this town out of bed. Why? Because LA, you know, Southern California is a destination, right? You've got beaches, you've got mountains, you've got amusement parks, you've got every sport known to mankind has a professional team there almost. Um, you know, you've got college, which is a big, can be a big deal there when they're winning, right? You've got, you know, movie stars and blah, blah, blah. Like there's so much to do and see and consume from a media and entertainment perspective in California that in order to break through the noise, you got to do something special and that's win championships. So, you know, making being, I think a big step for the chargers is, Hey, the Rams, you know, fell apart and the chargers are going to be in the playoffs. I think that's a big step in the right direction, but just making the playoffs doesn't mean squat in the LA market. It really doesn't. And what will happen is you can turn back and go, look, the Rams are still going to be the top team in the market. Cause guess what? They've got the Super Bowls recently, right? Chargers do not have the Super Bowls. So until they win a Super Bowl, I, I just don't see the Chargers being the top team in this market. Yeah, they might have a better fan base. And I do think we have a better fan base than the Rams, but I don't know if it's bigger, probably not. Um, and you're not really going to get the attention and the media hype unless you do something special and making the playoffs is not special. Okay. A lot of teams make the playoffs. I don't know if you've noticed they each year, they keep adding another team to the playoffs. So, you know, it's, 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 it's really diluting the whole accomplishment of making the playoffs. Right. And the chargers didn't even win the division to get into the playoffs. So I don't really think that there's a battle for Los Angeles thing. I mean, yeah, they might hype it up as a battle for Los Angeles, but in game records mean squad. It's all about championships. Okay. So I think that narrative is kind of played out. I think what's going to be more interesting is, you know, what are the Rams? What's the Rams motivation going into this? Right. It's honestly, I'm sure there's always a pride thing, right? You want to win. You want to, you want to be able to have a little bit of pride if, in case you see an opposing player in town uh, at a steak dinner or something. But um, uh, the Rams are really kind of just kind of there, right? Uh, like they don't really have a playoff shot at this point. Uh, they're playing with Baker Mayfield, who is yeah. probably not their long-term quarterback. I, I don't think so. I, don't, I mean, who knows? 
who knows what their plan at quarterback is. Uh, so, you know, obviously Baker's playing for pride, but are the rest of them playing for pride? If the Chargers go out there and play this really hard mouth, hard nosed, you know, hard hitting defense that they've been playing the last few weeks, are the Rams really going to want to punch back or are they just going to kind of let kind of roll over and kind of let the Chargers do what they want? I, it'll be interesting to see, right? And then what's the Chargers' motivation going into this game, right? Technically, they don't have to win any more games. Technically, they can coast to the playoffs. Obviously, there's pride. Obviously, they probably would like to have the highest seed possible. But, you know, who knows? Maybe they go into this game kind of lackluster, right? You know, you get the hangover, right? You got a hangover from a big win and making the playoffs. And, you know, it can be really hard to get yourself up and ready. And, you know, a criticism I've had for this coaching staff as a whole, including Staley, is it really seems like sometimes he has a trouble getting his team up for games that aren't really kind of big deals, right? Like when they're playing teams that are not really good and there's no there's no meaning behind it, it really feels like this team kind of just shows up and goes through the motions, right? So this game is going to be one of those games. So is he going to be able to figure out a way to motivate this team to play like they care? Because, yeah, they played like they cared against – uh, the Colts and they easily beat them. They played like they cared against the Titans and they played like they cared against the Dolphins because they had, had to. And it went well. They played the Raiders, you know, where a win or a loss didn't technically do anything. And they, they laid an egg, right? We saw them play teams like the Texans and the Falcons, teams who were not very good teams. There's really nothing on the line for them. And what happens? They lay, you know, they barely beat those teams right? Barely beat those teams by lucky plays at the end of the game. So really for me, the story is going to be, can Staley motivate the players to get up and play hard for the whole game? If they can, this should be a pretty easy win for the Chargers, but you never know. Well, interestingly, Baker Mayfield, 24 of 28 for 230 yards and two touchdowns against the Broncos. Despite putting up 51 points, this is really weird. Broncos, sorry, the Rams scored three points in the in the third quarter. <laughs> so whatever happens on uh, whatever happens in the uh, uh, game uh, this weekend, we don't expect to see many points in the third. Uh, I believe the game's been switched back to one twenty-five uh, Pacific time, John. So yep. uh, great news for all the fans uh, in the UK. That, that's that's an early one. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with you. It's it's whether or not the the staff, the coaching staff should be on a high, the players should be on a high. Let's carry that momentum. Let's beat the Rams. Um, we are the home team. Let's beat the Rams. And then let's carry that momentum in, into Denver. And to, and to be honest, without being too disrespectful, I think if we win the game against the Rams, you know, we, we could put a, a weakened uh uh sort of field out against Denver and we should come we should get a win because that they have been pretty atrocious but we all know what happens when the Chargers as you already said John when the Chargers play teams that we're really expected to win sometimes we end up shooting ourselves in the foot laying an egg all of the above um we want to try and avoid that because we have got it, you know, of all the playoff teams that have uh, all the AFC teams, I think we have the most to prove. Um, people expect the Chiefs to be there. They expect the Bills to be there. You, you know, the, the Bengals coming off the last year's Super Bowl, you would expect them to be uh, uh, making a return. I think it's on the Chargers now to show that we've we've earned our right to be there despite not winning the division. Um, but if it all goes wrong against the Rams and we've 
we're playing a pretty much full strength uh, field, there's going to be some serious questions about about what the heck is going on. So for that reason, I think Staley will will try and well, I don't think he has to try. Um, I think he, he will be telling the players under no circumstances to go out there half cocked because if you do, you're going to get hurt anyway. This is a this is a super physical game. When you go on the field and you're not paying attention and you're not up for it, you, you're going to get hurt by giving up points or you're going to get hurt physically um, for a half-ass tackle. Uh, and we don't want to see that. Um, I think the Rams, John, you're always uh, um, quick to point this out about teams having sort of a uh, middle-of-the-road um, sort of draft pick. I'm, I'm guessing the Rams now are probably looking at a... Uh, a top sort of 10 uh, draft pick. So maybe... Do they have a first-round pick? I'm pretty sure they've traded all their first-round picks tra- away. Uh, yeah, you're I don't right. believe they-, they have a pick. So it's actually... but It's actually, I mean, maybe to save face, it'd be better for them to have a better record um, and get the win because, you know, at least the pick they gave away then is not as bad. You're correct. You're correct. I forgot about that. Yeah. They've given up an awful lot of draft capital. I believe this one, this pick was part, this year's pick was part of the Stafford trade, I believe. Yes. Yeah, I think you're right. um, So, yeah, they don't have a pick this year in the first round. So, my guess is they're probably focused on winning for, you know, confidence and whatever issues because it doesn't do them any good to continue to to flounder. But they've got injuries, you know, on both sides of the ball. Aaron Donald's out, isn't he? Uh, I believe. So, which is a know, massive blow to their defense. Their defense, oh yeah, is, you know. And you know what? Yeah, they put up fifty points, but they put it up against the, the Colts, who literally just fired their coach for after less than a season. So the Colts are a dumpster fire. So I don't know if we can put that game into perspective and go, oh, that's what people expect. The other good thing for the Chargers rolling into this game is now they have two full game uh, full game tapes of Baker Mayfield on the Rams. Now, Sean McVay is not somebody to sit down and just keep doing the same thing over and over again. He's no Joe Lombardi. Um, so I expect new wrinkles, changes to the playbook, whatever creative ways to try to maximize on Baker uh, and get, keep this offense rolling. Cam Akers is a good player. He looks healthy. He looks like he's ready to roll. So that's obviously a, a troubling thing for the Chargers who have – for most of the year struggled against the run though. They've been pretty stout recently. So, you know, it, it, it's, it, we'll see, you know, we'll see how the defense, I think the defense is going to get the biggest challenge this week. Uh, you know, uh, cause I think that, you know, they, they've played against some offenses that haven't really scared me. Um, and I think maybe depending on how the Rams are stacked up, this might be a test for them, but again, they're missing a lot of key guys. Uh, Allen Robinson, Cooper Cub, Matthew Stafford, all done, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they're going to have to – I mean, the problem is they have Tyler Higby, right? And that's – you know, tight end position is a position that has really gashed the Chargers this year. So, you know, they're going to have to watch out for Higby and what he does. They're going to have to watch Cam Akers and try to keep him under control. Um, you know, and then they're going to have to try to contain Baker Mayfield, who will run with the ball, and that can be dangerous for the Chargers. They can have trouble. Now, the Chargers have had um, – have been able to to take down Baker in the past, um, but it has been shootouts. So, you know, who knows? Maybe this will be an opportunity for the Chargers offense to win the game versus the Chargers defense, who has been having to win all these games recently. Because let's get this, don't get it twisted. The results of these last uh, string of wins have not been because of the offense. They've been in spite of the offense. Yeah. And yes, the offense has driven down for a game-winning drive or whatever here and there. Great. 
But you know what? They had so many opportunities floundered to take a big lead and not need to have to come back that it's really been the defense has been the story recently. And it's really time for the offense to figure their crap out. So they've got two games. They've got two games to figure it out. If Slater comes back, that would be great. Now, I don't know how how good that's actually going to be. He's been off since week three or whatever, like week two or three or whatever. Like, is he going to be in game shape? Right. Like, is he going to be able to actually go in there and play? I don't know. Right. He may be back in time for the playoffs, but is he actually going to be any good? He may be rusty as heck coming in off of a long layoff and, and being thrown into the left tackle position in a playoff game. That's a heck of a way to come back from injury. So, I mean, as bad as Sawyer has been on occasion, uh, even though he's been pretty solid, solid would be the right word in many occasions. Uh, I don't know if, if it is the best case scenario to put Slater in there right away. He may need to be eased in. So we will see about all that. But I think this can be an opportunity for the offense to just kind of show, hey, look, we cannot, we can score touchdowns. We don't have to settle for field goals. Because again, at the end of the day, this game doesn't really matter. So why not take some chances, take some risks, go for more fourth downs. Take more shots. Don't play this dink and dunk safe ball and see what happens. And maybe you'll be able to figure something else out in preparation for the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, crazy things that when we played Baker Mayfield. Remember the Browns game last season? Oh, I was there. It was an amazing experience. You were there. It was a freaking shootout. Loved it. It it, it was a shootout. Fortunately for us, I mean, we we sit here crying every week about the Chargers uh, injuries. And you just said there, you know, the Rams have have had a a list a mile long. I've always been a great fan of Alan Robinson. He was great coming out of Penn State. You know, um, amazing catch radius, but he's not going to be there. You know, um, they have got a player, though, that has got a familiar name to us, Rivers. Ronnie Rivers running back for the Rams. So, fans, if you see Rivers running down the sideline, he he probably moves eight times quicker than Philip did. (laughs) It ain't Philip, it's Ronnie Rivers. But no, it's. Um, I think this is an opportunity here now to to, to, to get a bit of momentum. Let let's get some uh, passing touchdowns going because it, it's another um, one of those sort of dead weights around Herbert's neck and 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 the the receiver core's neck. Um, you know, I, I like to see some uh, momentum from Asante Samuel, Mike Davis again, Bryce Callahan with some picks. Let's see what we can do. Let let's let's let us let us stay on, let's stay on track. Let's keep it positive and, and let's get a win. What's your prediction, John? So I've been thinking about this a lot. Um, uh, I do think the Chargers get up, and I do think that they um, they come out to play. Um, but you know, and I don't, but I don't necessarily think it's 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 a it's a. Do- I mean, I think it's a. I think it's similar to what we saw. Um, where it feels like they dominated the game for most of the game, even though the scoreboard probably won't show that. So um, my prediction is I think they do score more than one touchdown. Thank heavens. Uh, so I'm thinking it's going to be something around like 24, 20. Ooh, that's interesting. I'm going to, I'm going 28, uh, 24 charges. So we're both in the same ballpark. Look, I don't want to see a shootout because when we see a shootout, somebody's getting hurt. We, we don't want to defeat. Well, yeah, let's have a shootout. 
it'll be where it'll be. Look, well, unfortunately, Herbert's not going to break the record of Dan Marino's of, of most touchdown passes in the first three seasons. Nope. Uh, he's been undercut by Lombardi's offense and their inability to score in the red zone. And apparently the only way they can score is by giving it to Austin Eckler, which again, I'm not going to complain about Eckler scoring <clears throat> touchdowns, but at the end of the day, it sucks for Herbert to not miss out. But nothing would make me happier than to see Herbert bomb like six touchdowns, five or six touchdowns touchdowns this game and then put him back into like hey in denver if he throws three or three more he gets the record because that would be amazing that would be an amazing opportunity for him to get that record in denver um the likelihood of that is low especially in this offense when you have an average depth of target problem like the Chargers do it's not likely you're gonna get a lot of passing touchdowns at this point but who knows maybe the rams will just completely phone it in and, and herbert will go nuts yeah agreed Guys, thank you for listening to another episode of the Charles at Bolts podcast. We'll be back in the new year to re- recap the uh, Rams game and look forward to our final game of the regular season. Postseason football, Chargers family. Justin Herbert made it. Let's see what we can do. You can find John at Adroit Airs, hashtag Audible Chocolate. You can find me at Enzo85, Charged Up underscore Bolts, and Charged Up Pod. We'll be back next week. Enjoy the rest of the uh, Christmas uh, festivities. Don't drink too much on New Year's Eve. Enjoy the game and bolt up. Bolt up. This is Rashawn Slater, first round draft pick for the LA Chargers, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Bolt up.